Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Johnny Nani and the returning, now residing in Texas somewhere. I cannot remember the city, but Summer George Austin. is here with us. Austin, okay, Austin. He's in Austin, Texas, just like the rattlesnakes, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But we are here to uh, recap the three to two White Sox loss to the Cleveland Indians. But before we do that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be, so be sure you're dropping a five-star rating and review. You know what? I'm buzzed up, and I just made it through that pretty good. I am a little bit proud of myself, so a little bit of a pat on the back there. But boys, nice. but boys we That's lost... Nice. We, we lost, man. We lost 3-2, to two, and it was on a fucking walk-off again. That's two days in a row. Uh, you know, we got walked off here. So, George, you're the guest, man. I'm going to let you start off with this. What what are your initial thoughts before we break down this game? So, actually, my initial thoughts were I was more upset after yesterday's. Today, I just kind of resigned myself to the fact that it was probably going to happen again. And my only hope is I'm a bright side of bright side kind of guy you know I look at the positives my thought here is our expectations have changed so much from the beginning of the season as fans we went into it and we thought you know we have expanded playoffs maybe this team can make it into the playoffs somehow and then they start off bad and we're like oh okay well we thought they might barely make it into the playoffs here and then the middle of the season comes and you know getting into the last few weeks of the season and they're playing really well and they're the best team in the American league. And then more, all of a sudden our expectations change from one month prior thinking we're barely going to squeak in to being like, wow, we should be the number one team in the league. So I think it's just the timing of all of it makes it seem a little worse. If we went into the season and you said the Sox are going to be in the playoffs in contention for the central division title at the end of the season, people would probably be like, hmm, that's pretty good season compared to where we were the last few years, 12 years, let's say. And now because we've had like a little taste of success, everybody just wants to jump off a bridge, which I understand. I didn't feel very good yesterday, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad the slump's happening right now. Maybe two walk-offs will be something that wakes them up and we go on another hot streak because when this team's on a hot streak like they were, Two week, three weeks ago, you know, they're I play anybody, so that's my thought. I'm just, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. That's what I'm saying right now. Absolutely, I I totally understand your points, Nani. What what are you thinking right now? Initial thoughts. Yeah, I, I like that George let it off there first uh, with, with what he said because uh, that's a very good um, kind of sobering thought for White Sox fans and think about what the expectations were. But uh, I'll fly off the handle a little bit, Buzz, because I know the people are probably expecting it with negative Nani here since we got glass half full George over there. I didn't. Um, I didn't. Well, yeah. So this is good that we can bounce off each other like. This. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's why we're glad to have you on, man. Um, but, uh, but for me, initial thoughts here, Buzz. I it wasn't with you. I was on a show with Tony um, after we won the second game of the Minnesota series last week, and we're all feeling really good. I think we titled that episode "Flying High." Uh, if you want to go back and reference where I said it, but I, I drew a negative naughty in there uh, because Tony is talking about them being a good or a great team and yada yada. And I said, okay, this is nice that we're you know uh, getting to the twins here. 
But what's going to happen in this four-game series against the Indians next week? And now next week is this week, and we've gotten walked off two nights in a row and obviously lost uh, the first three of four here, and we're just looking to sell it a game and not get fucking swept by the Indians. So I'm pretty pissed off, Buzz. Walk-off losses don't rub well uh, on me. Uh, That's where I'm at right now. But at the same time, I do also I do also see George's point because if if you go back to my season prediction at the very beginning, um, I thought they would be just over like you know maybe like what six games over five hundred, and obviously they are very much exceeding that. So I can also take a step back and look at that. But in the moment right now, getting walked off fucking sucks, and I'm pissed off. Buzz. Yeah. So uh, to bring my initial thoughts on right now is, dude. Kind of, I don't know. I don't, I want to say I'm like in the middle of how you and George are. Um, but you know me, like the, the, the silver linings and all that shit right now, my silver linings have been fucking cut with a knife and everything's raining and everything's sad. And I'm, I'm, I'm just like, Oh God, like, please don't let this carry into the fucking postseason. We I think that's the, the biggest thought that's kind of looming over our yeah. heads right now. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, why it's, that's why it's so concerning that it's happening right now. If it right, would have happened two weeks ago, I don't think we'd be as mad. Right, that's my biggest thought right now. Is like, is this fucking slump gonna carry into the most, like, important post? Like, obviously, in our minds, it is because we're Sox fans. It's the most important postseason, obviously, because it's the only one since two thousand eight. Like, this can't keep happening. So, um, right now, where I'm at is, I think our pitching has actually been decent, man. Where the fuck did our bats go? And and that's my question. And. You know, Luis Robert has almost dropped like a hundred points. I mean, Mancata's dropped about damn near a hundred points since last year. And, and uh, Luis Robert, I don't know if he ever got to three hundred this year. I can't remember. It was in the beginning of the year if he did. Uh, he was floating around that two eighty to two ninety mark for a while, and he's like down to two. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even fucking remember at this 220 point. Two twenty right now. Yeah, two twenty. So he's fallen like sixty, seventy points uh, during the slump. It's just like this is not the time for that to happen. So I am nervous going into the postseason. And like George said in in, in his, you know, initial thoughts is like, you know, we didn't think the team was going to be here. And that's fine. But I'm much more petty and selfish than that. We are yep. here now. Like fucking lighted on fire. I want everybody dead. I yeah. want I want every other team dead. Mm. We are here now. Here the fuck we are. Take advantage of it because no offense, George. Love you more than anything. Love you more than life itself, but I'm not taking a seat at the table. I came here to take over, and that's what I want, and um, we might be a year early for that, and that's fine, and that's totally justifiable, but my mind right now is like about a week ago. I'm like, ha, ah, we're kicking everybody's ass like the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. See them in the World Series? I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to fart in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That was the lemon basil martini, and I apologize for that. <laughs> so that this is where this is where I'm going to go away now. Oh so I'm going to fade away I, to the background. I, let Nani take I, over here. I, I want I want to let uh, George get just one more comment on that before I get into the nitty gritty of the game. But the only thing is, um, uh, with you in the aspect of that, they showed that uh, they know where they can be, and they've proven uh, where they can be. And obviously, that's atop the AL Central, one of the best teams in the American league um 
So it, it, it is frustrating when you see it drop off like this. And I think, you know, I wouldn't say it's expected that it happened for them to drop off like this, but in the manner that it has playing basically lifeless ball since clinching a playoff spot uh, just feels really demoralizing for White Sox fans everywhere. So uh, I'll let George, if he had anything else to add on that before we get into the nitty gritty of how this game went down. Yeah, it does. It, it Don't get me wrong. It does suck. I get pissed too. But then I think about, you know, what we watched last year and the year before and the year before. And it's nice still, no matter how pissed you get, it's nice to actually have something to get pissed about. The guys before is basically just like beating our dead lifeless corpses out in the stands at the stadium every single day because you knew what was going to happen. There was no point to anything. And going to the games was just to fucking have a good time and drink some beers. And that team sucked for forever. So it's nice to at least have something to actually get mad about. I'll say that too. Yep, that was a very good point there, Georgia. That's kind of why I wanted you to wrap it up with a little more clarity there since me and Buzz are obviously <laughs> a little liquored you know, up and a little bit impulsive I, I, now. It's, it sucks. It sucks when that happens. But, it, I mean, I'm just – I'm hoping. I'm hopeful that – I know it's a lot of young guys. I don't think that if this is a regular 162-game season that we care as much about, like, a slump for a week. Obviously, it means a lot more because it's a short season – and we're getting to the end of the season. But, you know, those young guys are going to learn how to get through this stuff, especially something as hard as this when they're up at the top and then they drop down so quickly. They're going to see what it's like, and they're going to get playoff experience right away off the bat to start off their careers, which I think is another positive for stuff going forward because they know what to expect. It's not like we got first-year guys and rookies sitting there on the team trying to get into the playoffs for three years and then they finally do. And then they get the first play playoff experience. We're getting it out of the way right now. I want them to win, obviously, but I'm saying, you know, better to get this experience in the first years of these guys contracts than wait until later. Yep, absolutely. Great points there, George. Let's get into this game here. Um, here's how the scoring Thanks, went down in the second inning. Uh, <laughs> Santana put a solo shot. One uh, Oh, uh, Indians there, fourth inning, and Edwin Encarnacion, RBI ground out. That tied the game at one. Sixth inning, um, Franmil Reyes hits a sack fly, put the Indians up by one, two to one, and score at that point. Yohan Moncada, leadoff triple in the eighth inning, ended up scoring on an Abreu sack fly. That was nice to see if we are looking for a silver lining in this one. Uh, Yohan Moncada looking mm-hmm. like vintage Yohan Moncada there. Um, that tied the game at two in the eighth. And then in the ninth, obviously, we all know pain. Uh, Luplo walk-off home run uh, off of Gio Gonzalez, 3-2. Indians win. Sox trap the third of the series. They're fourth in a row. Uh, not ideal, but um, Buzz, uh, this was a battle of the aces, and Lucas Giolito threw pretty damn well, and he threw the most pitches of his career here tonight. Yeah, I, you know, Nani, I was really, really surprised um, Ricky left him in there. Um, yeah. When I saw him go over 100 and, like, 102, I was like, holy shit. He ended up with 119 pitches, Johnny. I mean, George, I, mean, we've, I haven't seen that in a long time from a starting pitcher, and nope. let alone one of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Lucas Lucas pitched a great game. He did walk three, but he fanned 11. He let up four hits. And obviously, you, you could see that this Sox team and this 
Indians team is very well matched. I mean, the, the games have been close. You know, it's not like we're getting blown away here, but I tell you what, Giolito versus Bieber was a real fucking treat if, if you're into those pitching matchups. And, um, you know, some people aren't, some people are, but I'll tell you what, man, I thought it was a, a, a great pitched game by Lucas Giolito. I mean, he, he usually does pitch well against Cleveland. He, he, he pitched well tonight, no doubt about it. Um, could he have pitched better? Of course, you know, but it didn't happen that way. He, he, he did enough for the Sox to win the game. He did more than enough, Buzz. You're I right. Think that's that. That's you know you're underselling it a little bit. He got out of bases loaded jam in the bottom of the third with no right. damage there. Um, obviously, the 11 Ks. I believe that's at least his third 10 plus strikeout game of the it was season. His, so, it was his third 10 plus strikeout I mean, game this he, season. He he did what you need to do, but it's like where is this explosive offense that um, you know we've been uh, seeing uh, pretty much over the last month and a half for the most part? Uh, I would say. Um, when you go back to the end, very end of July throughout August and then the very beginning of this month through clinching a playoff spot, um, that's what lets you down there. Because sure, yeah, you know, the walk off and we could debate all day. Should Gio Gonzalez have gone in and yada, yada. Um, but at the end of the day, you would expect a White Sox team to score more than fucking two runs here. I, I know it was Shane Bieber. I know it's the Indians. They have a good, very good pitching staff. But what was the calling card always? We even talked about it last night. We get into the bullpen. I know we can beat their bullpen. Well, we didn't fucking beat their bullpen tonight. If you look at it, the Sox lately, Johnny, have not been the Sox that we have known to put runs on the board, at least enough to win the game. If you look at the last five games the White Sox have played. They put a zero spot on the board against Cincinnati. Um, they, 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 um, or I'm sorry. They put a three spot on Cincinnati. Then they put four up to Cleveland, three up to Cleveland, now two up to Cleveland. Um, our last win was a five, nothing win against Cincinnati in the game before that. We only scored one run. The offense have se- has seen some inconsistency over these last, over this last week and a half. And, it's kind of like a Bray you said today in, in his little presser or whatever the fuck he had was like, you know, yeah, we clinched and we feel like we took our, uh, you know, he said, we, he told us tonight, we're going to see a new uh, White Sox uh, team, you know, the team that was winning all those games and we didn't see it. It's like they took their foot off the gas. The sense of urgency is gone. And is that it? Or is this team been figured out? I don't know which one it is yet, but the, like you said, the offense isn't here and, our starting pitcher in Lucas Giolito pitched a gem. He did. He pitched a fucking gem, and we weren't there to pick him up. Dallas Keiko comes on the mound tomorrow, and we all saw in the beginning of the season when he pitches a gem and he loses, he don't dig that shit. Yep. So maybe it maybe it's gonna be uh, up to him to light a fire under these asses because uh, th- this offense has become stagnant. And there's too much talent for that to happen. Tim was held hitless tonight. Johnny, uh, George, uh, 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 Luis Robert was held hitless. He had three strikeouts. Tonight, um, Eloy had one hit at four at bats. He struck out twice. Um, you know, James McCann struck out four fucking times tonight, guys. When's the last time you saw him play a bad game like that? It seems like the whole team went into a slump. Uh, something needs to either wake him up or were they pretenders all along? I, I don't want to say that because I've watched them play some really good ball games this year. But they really need to win tomorrow against Cleveland and and, and take this weekend series against yeah, the Cubs. Because just one last thing, I want to let George get in here on some of the offensive struggles. But uh, the last time I heard, the Twins were up like something like six to nothing against the Tigers. So the White Sox will most likely fall out of the division lead uh, tonight. 
because the Twins will most likely lock that one down. So seven to uh, three right now, buddy. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the kind of gist that you're getting there. And Detroit's not a, exactly a uh, um, comeback team, I would say. So most likely the White Sox falling out of the first spot here. But, George, I want to get your thoughts on some of the offensive slumps here. Uh, what do they need to do? And then what do we need to do as fans here to get the good juju going? I feel like you need to break out the sword again and shotgun a beer or something because something's got to get these fucking guys yeah. going. I tried a rally shot tonight. Yeah. It worked for a little I, bit. I kind of triple. I was excited. Uh, but then it just fell off after that, and that was it. I might... Yeah, I might have to do something because this is getting out of control. And I know we like to live in negativity, uh, especially on Sox Twitter. But some of it, guys, I mean, come on. Like, we got we to gotta pull ourselves up by the bootstraps here. This is getting out of control. Every game, we could be on a five-game win streak and we lose a game by a run and people are ready to jump off cliffs. Okay, I see it every single time. And I think what this is and – Buzz alluded to it earlier. I don't think this is a what they were all along type team. They were good a lot more than they were bad this season. Like a lot more. I mean, you don't get to what are they now? Eleven games over five hundred. Ten games over five hundred. They're they're you don't uh, get George. There. They're twelve games over five hundred. Okay, twelve games. You don't get there by being, you know, streaky. You're good most of the time you play. We've had – this is the worst week of the season besides the first week of the season, in my mind, from what we've played so far. You're 100% right. And you've seen what they can do, you know, for the majority of the time. This is a slump. They were in a slump when they started. This is a slump right here. I'm hoping that they break out of it. And based on Abreu's look tonight when he was sitting out there in the dugout by himself, I mean, he's got to do something. He's the leader of the team. Keuchel – He's another guy who's leader of the team. Gio is the guy who showed up tonight, noticeably showed up. When he's out there pitching 120 pitches and he's still fired up at the end of it, he's one of the few guys that I've seen actually show some life. He's got Tim. I don't know where Tim's been. He hasn't been as vocal as he usually is. But, you know, I think it's a slump. I don't think it's what they them showing what they're actually capable of. And it's hard to put up runs when half of your lineup is in a slump at the same time. You know, it's one thing when one guy's, you know, streaking here, one guy goes cold. But when you have, like, five guys, they're all in a slump at the same time, that's what happens to your offense. Because what can you do? Three guys are still kind of hitting the ball. They can't carry the weight for the entire team for a full week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes. I'm hoping that the slump means that it ends Sunday when the season's over and they get out of it this weekend against the Cubs, and then we're just right back on a hot streak. Because when this team gets hot, like I said, not really any stopping them. Yeah, very good points there, George. And I, I, I like your, you know, kind of breakdown of there of, you know, just – two, three guys can't carry this thing. Um, but going back even a little bit further in your comments about um, Abreu's luck, I, I do think that was very telling tonight. And if anybody uh, sees this in the morning when we tweet this out, that is the image that I captured uh, that will be tweeted out with this episode. Uh, Abreu's uh, kind of disbelief, a little bit sad-looking uh, face at the very end of the game uh, in the dugout after they got walked off. So um, that will be the image that's used here. But uh, I like I said, I, that's why we have you on here, George. I'm glad you're kind of lifting the morale here. And I agree that if they can yeah. get back to that, uh, when they're hot, it's you know good luck stopping them. Yeah, I, and look at that guy. 
that guy cares so much about this team. He didn't want to be anywhere else. He could have left the team. He could have got signed somewhere else. He said he wanted to sign here. He wanted he would sign himself if he had to sign here. That guy cares more about the White Sox probably than any of us fans even care about them. That guy loves this team. And you can see how much it hurts him. He's not going to just sit there and take it lying down. That's not the kind of guy he is. You got to believe that he's in the locker room telling these guys that they need to step their game up. You can sit there on Twitter and we can all tweet at people and be like, you should have done this, you should have done that. That guy is going to tell the team a lot more than you can just sitting behind a computer. So we all need to get behind the team. You know, I, I don't think the negative, I mean, I understand it's warranted in a lot of cases, but what good is it really doing? you got to well, take this team for what it is. And you, we, they've exceeded expectations. Where do we think we're going to be? Even two weeks into the season starting, we're like, oh, here we go. Same old thing again. Nothing to cheer about. Look well, where like, we are now. we got like you said, to worry about. Like you said, George, a lot of people, obviously not a lot of people expected this kind of outcome from the White Sox this year. And this is where it kind of gets to the serious part of the episode right now is because, and, and at least in my mind, um, you know, I, the whole episode's been serious, but I, I meant opinions that are, you know, strong. Is um, In my mind right now, I didn't expect the Sox to be where they're at. And you said that we all need to rally behind the team. That's where we need to be. Of course, you can criticize in bad moments. But right now, I'm looking – I'm dude, I'm scrolling through Sox Twitter right now during this episode. I just see people, like, who are <laughs> – who are like loving this sort of not loving it, but loving to bitch about it. And like, Oh, you oh, see the tons of them. Yeah, you're right. And, and, oh, it's it, it, see, they were pretenders all along. Like what if you want to be your, your whole feed becomes Nick BPPS, whatever. Sucks. Yeah. F- yeah. Fuck that guy. too. <laughs> that guy. Right. Right. I, like I want to be right. You know, like, listen, dog, I get it. I've read a couple baseball books in my life too. I got a couple upstairs watching baseball smarter, the truth behind baseball analytics, all that bullshit. That's cool. I could sit there and talk that with anybody anytime. But what you said, George, makes the most sense. It's time to rally behind it because I am a huge Jose Abreu fan. And I saw his look tonight. We all should be. We all should be. You're absolutely right. Well, there's a bunch of people out there, George, that didn't really want him back. You know, um, I'm not going to call out by name or anything like that. Right. Well, I didn't want to call out by name, but you know, there and, and people had you know legitimate what? concerns. Call him out by name, bud. Call him out by name. You know I what? Want names. You want names? I want, I want goddamn names, Buzz. I could start going down that, but I don't feel like getting attacked by that wormhole Twitter because I know they listen to this, even though they say they don't. I don't care. What do they get? Oh, they just sit behind Twitter and tweet and bitch and moan. I don't care. This <laughs> team is good. Okay, <gasps> we have a good team now. We do, we do. We have a great team. Wanted to Whatever. sign Jose. Jose Abreu is the motherfucking MVP. He is the MVP. Yeah, that's damn right. Dude, you guys see some of the plays he made in the field tonight? Let, let's go beyond the bat. The Holy shit. Inning? Did you see that shit in the yeah. eighth? That, that was the eighth inning. He did oh, this he made, fucking he, spinning judo yeah. kick, judo chop shit. And yeah. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, he, you want to He made talk one about... earlier very similar to that too, Boz. I think yeah. it was in like the second, first that or second, second inning, inning too. Yeah. Yeah. He... He has improved. I'm telling you now. I know I got off topic from where I was, but he has improved his defensive game so much in this shortened 60 game season, guys, than I thought possible. Okay. Because it's not like he's a young pup. Okay. He's a veteran. The things that he's done this year, it's a guy that I ride with. And the reason I say that, and like, listen, 
there was a point in the season where we're like, oh man, should we, he should be hitting third. We probably put him down to fifth or fourth. And you know what? I was one of those guys because he was struggling in the beginning part of the season. You both know that you watch every game, just like I do. It was trying to get him, you know, into a good level. It was trying to get him back to where he should be. He proved my ass wrong. He farted in my mouth. He took it away. <laughs> I had to bring it back. I just thought it was so funny. I had to do it again, but like he, he proved me wrong. You know, it, the thing is, is I, I can criticize all I want. I will criticize the offense. The offense needs to get back on track because the pitching has not been terrible, okay? The pitching has not been terrible. It sucks that we've had two fucking walk-offs, yes. The offense needs to get back on track because if they were scoring runs like they were doing in the first, like, you know, 40% of the season, if we were doing that right now, we're winning these ball games. The pitching is still keeping us in it. We are the ones in our own way right now, and I, I truly believe that. Yeah, especially against an Indians bullpen, like I had alluded to earlier, that they should be able to get it to. So, um, guys, uh, you brought that up with the pitching keeping us in it. And obviously, we talked about Giolito, six uh, innings, four uh, hits, two earned runs, three walks, 11 Ks. Uh, he let up the one home run, though, but extremely solid outing for him. Uh, I need to commend uh, Garrett Crochet pitching on back-to-back nights here. Uh, two strikeouts, making those guys' first two look silly, uh, induced a flyout to end that inning, clean one for him again. He could be a playoff weapon. We discussed it in depth last night um, on the episode Tony and uh, Chuck Naso and I did. And then uh, Cody Hoyer, uh, once again, uh, I believe he threw two uh, most recently, and then also uh, tonight then a, a spotless inning. Uh, he did walk one, um, and then there was an error. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was an error since there was not a hit credit him. Uh, against him um, with Nick Madrigal there, but it really wasn't his fault because the lip kind of, you know, screwed him over on that play. Um, but, you know, Hoyer gets out of that um, as well. And his ERA is still sitting at 154. So that's just outstanding. So commend to those guys. And then uh, just on the decision, we got, we got to ask it because we had a guy, uh, Luke Taylor, a loyal follower listener here. Um, and he was talking about the decision-making, you know, uh, to bring Gio Gonzalez in there. Um, Calame was warming up. I would have gone to Calame. Uh, that's just my thoughts on it. So I just want to hear your guys' on that really quick because uh, we, we do got to get through this game and get on to the next one. Um, George, if you don't mind, I'll start with this one. Um, Go ahead, Buzz. Yeah. I, I you, got me all, you got me all hot talking about people bitching. I don't. I'm not been, there's no bitching allowed. Anymore. Are you are you think are you door. thinking what I'm thinking? Are we gonna go along the same fucking train of thought here? Because I think it's about to happen. Um, for the people that don't bitch about Ricky and like say like that Ricky's the greatest manager or he's doing great and stuff like that, it's a bunch of these questionable calls that actually help the manager lose games. A lot of people say that managers don't lose games or don't win games. This is one of those instances. Okay, uh, Geo's been iffy. This whole season, this is a must-win game. So who are you bringing in? And George, I'm gonna go to you for this question. Who the fuck are you bringing in right now in a close game like this in the ninth inning? You can bring a guy, a guy who's lights out with the fuck, you know, with that e kind of ERA. Or are you gonna bring in a guy that's been hurt a lot, that has struggled, and we've watched him struggle? And again, this isn't me taking any skill away from a guy like Gio Gonzalez. It's not what I'm trying to do. But who are you bringing in? Because I'm bringing in Colomay. I want to win this fucking game. Yeah, I I mean, I guess I would agree with that. I don't know. I feel like some of these kids, too, are on such a short leash. Like, And I get Crochet and Hoyer, they're, you know, you, want, you don't want to burn them out. You don't want them to get blasted. But these guys come in and they, for the most part, just shut shit down. So Difference makers, George. Difference makers. I don't. 
I don't see the issue with like letting him go a little bit longer than just automatically after one inning being like, okay, we're shutting this down. Let him go out there and get in another inning. Maybe you get another out. Maybe you get two outs quick. Who knows what happens? And then you don't have to go three guys deep and you just have, instead of Crochet, Hoyer, and Geo, you just have Crochet, Hoyer, or you have, you know, Column A have to come in and only get one out or two outs. And I know he had back spasms. And I guess what I would say, too, is, like, it's a good time to be cautious because what if Column A has back problems, back problems are fucking tough. And it's hard to – you got to be careful with that because if you screw something up in your back, it could just linger around for a long time. So I understand that part of it. But at the same time, you are trying to win the division, right? So if somebody, if a guy tells you he's good to go and the doctors are like, yeah, he obviously got cleared to play if he was out there and able to start warming up. 100%. I don't know what happened. That, that's the only reason I said it, George. That's the only reason I said it because I saw him throwing yeah. in the pen. If I didn't see him there, yeah. I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't. Yeah, we, the, yeah, his name wouldn't even have crossed my mind if I didn't see him throwing yeah. in the pen, Johnny. Yeah. That, I'm being it. honest with you because I would have thought he was hurt. I thought he was not ready. Conserve yep. him if you can for the playoffs. The fact that he's throwing fucking heaters in the pen shows me he's ready. He's cleared. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm at too. Yeah. Buzz. Yeah. So I mean, you could have done that too. I don't know what how they're approaching this. I don't know if they're thinking of it as we're trying to win a division or if they're thinking it of it as we need to stay healthy in the playoffs and they're just being tentative with everything that they're doing right now. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. Yeah, no, good points there too. Um, but the only concern I have is I'd like to win the division because, yeah, sure, you don't want to see the Indians in the playoffs. I mean, you could make an argument for every team that you don't want to see them in the playoffs, but uh, the fucking New York Yankees are getting hot. Um, and we joked about all the time. I put it out on Twitter, uh, not what five days ago about the NWI Steve meme since he's such a big uh, you know anti-twins guy. Um, but we, we could be slotted up against the Yankees. I don't want to play the fucking Yankees. I'd rather take my chances against the Indians and be goddamn honest with you. Um, so that, that's just where I kind of get uh, in this mindset of, you know, uh, wanting to win these yeah. games and try to secure the division here. You know, it's we have tough. like, what team do you want to play? I mean, there's not for the position they're in right now. There's not many teams that you really don't want to play any of the teams. Yankees are getting blown out 14 to one by the blue Jays right now. I don't know. Lulls, you know, they were on a goddamn tear games? before that, though. I'll tell you, George. They yeah. were yeah, on but, a fucking tear. But they can get, they can, they can get, they can get got. We've seen it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Too. And you know what, George? Actually, I, I like that you say that because that makes a good point. The White Sox have not gotten the Indians this year yet, so maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just overthinking this and uh, thinking too much about the Yankees and they're fully healthy, which they're obviously not. Um, so yeah, no, maybe maybe I could back down from that a little bit. So that, that is a good point. <laughs> well, you know, they have not though. That's you know, White Sox at least split with the Twins. They have not with the Indians. Right. Not the way I look at yeah. this is right now is obviously the Blue Jays are locking. They're locked into eight, right? That's that's locked. Um, between the Rays and the yeah, or I'm sorry, between the Indians and the fucking Yankees, man. If we can play the Astros, I feel a lot better. Um. I don't know who I'd rather well, yeah. fucking take, to be honest with you guys. I, yeah, I, I'd rather play the Astros, but we're not going to be, you know, Tampa, it's going to be, Tampa Bay is going to be one. Right. Tampa Bay is going to be one. You're probably, the Twins can move into number two very easily, boys. That's probably happening, you know, tonight. 
tomorrow. Well, you know, yeah. the Sox still control their own destiny, don't they? Even with they, yes. even if they have the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really care. You know what? We're in the playoffs. Give me whoever. Give me whoever is on there, and give me Geo and Keiko. and get the the bats wake up. I don't care who we play. I feel you. I feel that, and that's and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, if we don't they, have any, anything... and that was actually yeah. The smaller point I was going to make is, for whatever reason, they get up for these Cubs series, and that might be the perfect thing yes. to have. Yes, jumpstart the momentum. Going great, in, great point. Going and and you, you saw it at Wrigley. What a freaking just bomb show at Wrigley, too. So it was a slugfest. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was, uh, George. So those are all good points. And, you know, obviously it's a little concerning right now with the trends because obviously they got to have the bats going to be able to put on a slugfest. But um, back at home, you well, know, yeah. maybe hopefully that can, uh, you know, kind of revitalize things a little bit there. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts from this one, though? Uh, because we do got to move on. I, 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 we usually try to sandwich these. We'll do the next game preview. But I got a couple questions for George since it is guest week at Sox on Tap here, Buzz. You know, I don't have any. Oh, I, I don't have any um, anything else on this game. I'll let you get into those questions that, uh, for George, and and then we'll move into t- tomorrow night's game. Yeah, George, do you have anything final thing on tonight's game before we move in to questions and next game? No, I don't really. I've I've instituted my no bitch policy. It's been tweeted. <laughs> if I if I see anybody bitching or anybody tries to bitch to me, it's it's game blouses. It's over. They're out. <laughs> It's the mud. No warnings. No warnings. They're just done. They're it's out of my mud. life. He's in the All mud. right. Excellent. All right. That's a good cap to uh, tonight's game. Once again, a 3-2 loss. Uh, Indians walk off the White Sox uh, in the third game of the series. But, George, uh, before we get into the final game of the series preview, um, the, obviously, I put out the tweet tonight, and I'm surprised nobody guessed it um, when I said tonight's uh, pass. Tonight's guest kicks in all caps kicks ass. Um, can you guess who it is? Nobody guessed, but it's Summer of George. Obviously, Summer of Kicks. Uh, you've been designing cleats for White Sox players. First of all, that is fucking cool and tough. Second of all, how did that all come about? Please tell us. I know we know a little bit more of the backstory, but let the listeners know because Summer of Kicks is designing cleats for White Sox players, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's been crazy, actually, that it all started pretty much at the beginning of quarantine, just sitting around doing nothing, and now this is what it's come to. But um, it was just through Twitter. You know, I was looking at custom – people are getting into custom cleats in baseball. I mean, it's been a big thing for for NBA players to have custom shoes, for NFL players to have custom cleats all the time. But now – MLB is getting more into it. They've gotten a little more relaxed with their rules about uniform cleats and stuff like that. And uh, Danny Mendek saw a tweet. He said he was in. Dylan C saw a tweet. He said he was in. And then I just kind of been messaging back and forth with those guys. I did the uh, Mendek ones, sent them back. Guys in the locker room saw them. Zach Collins wanted a pair. Then I got his pair. And that, I mean, I don't know. I just keep practicing and doing more stuff and those guys are really cool they just kind of give me like a little baseline of what they want and let me go crazy on it the, the zach collins ones are freaking sweet dude like honestly i wish i had a pair of shoes that just looked like those and 
Eli does a lot now. Those guys have him. So, I don't know. It's kind of turned into a thing. But it's just cool to see. I mean, when I saw him on TV, the Mendick ones, you know, this is that was probably, you know, two or three weeks ago now. But Benetti calling him out on TV, I was like, holy shit. That's, I was like, I'd, I'd put that on his feet. That was pretty, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it fucking cool is an understatement there, George. I wanted to ask you, um, I am you mentioned the Zach Collins ones. I am an absolute sucker for tropical vibes and obviously went to school down in Miami, so he's got the palm trees on part of him. So those yeah. are my favorite designs uh, that you've done. I do love the Dancing for Dubs ones that you got for Danny Mendick, but Zach Collins, yeah, maybe it's just cool. also the style of the cleat. It was very clean, though, in the way he had the number and the nickname and the palm trees, like I said. That was very cool. What's your favorite one that you've done? Uh, four White Sox players and why? Honestly, if I I would have to say that's oh, tough. The the Mendek ones were really cool because it was the first pair, and you know it got a lot of attention. And he was he just sent me a pair of cleats. He was trusting me to make them look cool, and then he wore them in a game and got them on TV. So that was cool. But for I mean design wise. I was able to do a little bit more and fill in more stuff on the Collins ones. And it kind of, you know, after I'd already done one pair, I felt a little more comfortable doing the second pair. So I think that helped a little bit too. Um, so the Collins design, I think, was my favorite because it was both. It was like his, he would school in Miami, had his Miami vibe on one shoe, then he had his Chicago shoe on the other one. There's like sm- a lot of small details on that one too that, you could sit there and look at the shoes for a little while and pick up on other stuff that's in them. Um, but I think uh, actually Mendek, he's going to be sending me, or he just sent me another pair of cleats. So uh, those should be coming out pretty soon here. See what happens. Dude, it's just awesome to even be able to say that this guy is associated with our website here um, and then see those on the field. And like you said, Jason Benetti calling him out. Um, it's fucking awesome. Summer of Kicks is awesome. Summer of George, uh, you're the man. Uh, Buzz, I don't know if you had hey, any questions, hey, but I-, I wanted to let George at least plug those here for the Sox on Tap listeners. We always try to share the pictures if they ever get on TV or when he finally comes out with the design and oh, share yeah. those. But uh, Buzz, do you have any questions before George plugs that and then we get into the next game here? Not so much questions, but I, I do want to let everybody know that George does more than cleats. He 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 will do a custom pair for you. Um, if you dig it, um, and he does some really great designs. He's a creative guy. Um, and somebody I'm proud to call my buddy, a friend, a guy I've I've got to share some beers with. And, you know, if you want any shoes customized, I highly advise go to at summer kicks or hit him up on Twitter at summer George. I mean, that's, that's what you need to do to get some cool, unique fucking kicks. And um, I miss I miss his ass now that he's in Texas, but I'm glad he's living his life and doing his thing. And like I said, you know, hit him up if you want some custom shoes. Uh, a question I do have for you is: Do you think Bush Heavy is as good as Bush Light? <laughs> is that a random question? That is that a random question? Uh, yes, but I might be switching, George. That's why I'm asking. I I might be on Bush Heavy now. Oh, you're a Bush heavy guy now. I no, actually, I think I've I would, become a man. Yeah, I I do like Bush. Um, Bush lights just go down so easy, you know. Like on a hot summer day, you could drink like fifteen Bush lights, no problem. A Bush, 
if you're drinking 15, 15 bush heavies on a hot summer day, you're going to have some problems. Well, you know, you know, George, I know that was a random question, but that was the one thing in that. But I do like, I do like, I do like the Bud D. I think I like the diesels a little better than I like Bush heavy. Really? You know what I'm saying? I like a Budweiser better than I like a Bush. Well, you know, my boys, uh, my boys, Tony and Nani are both um, Anheuser-Busch guys because Nani is a Bush latte guy, as we we know. And Tony is a diesel guy. Look, look, Nani's holding it up right now. Yeah, I, I, just, I just made love to the can. There you go. I, I have been drinking Bush Heavy as of recent, and I think I got more hair on my chest during that time. That's fucking cool. You know what, Buzz? Buzz. <laughs> it, is, it is cool, but Buzz, I think you could even go a step further. Oh, my God. And so do. I think I think the drink for you, really, if you want to go there, is just to drink Bud Ice. <laughs> drink what? Isn't that, Bud Ice. Isn't that in like the six two range for alcohol content? Yeah, yeah. I might be a fa- <laughs> I might be a father now, but you know, Nani, that I'm still a wild child like if Billy you, the Kid. If you see if you see a guy walk in and he just looks for the Bud Ice, and he buys like a twelve pack of Bud Ice. You're like, holy shit, that guy. Like that, dude, like that dude's hungry. That guy. Oh, that guy means business. He's not fucking around. I actually had a stint with Bud Ice in college where I drank only that for like half my junior year I, it was a great time so well, i would you, say i'd go for it you and i are the same age i think uh right 91 right yeah yeah so i know Nani's a little younger than us but do you remember when bud light platinum came out yeah i, I remember mean, still a thing. yeah i know it's still around but when that came out i was all about that 5.5 okay <laughs> oh, i was all about that shit <laughs> well but <laughs> You know, but, but I, I, I'm ready to graduate to 6.2. Bud Light Platinum, they have a, they have their own seltzer now. Did you know that? I did not know that. You know, I, I, and you know, George, yeah. I do have seltzer water. I'm, I'm a fan of they just came, water. They, they came out with a seltzer. It's eight percent. Okay, let's fuck around. That's heavy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's heavy. Heavy. I really think that's heavy. I, I really, I haven't, I haven't tried Gucci yet. man, heavy. Yet. Real I'm heavy. Try it this weekend, yeah. <laughs> but I think I could see you just crushing Bud Ice or Natty Ice, either one. I, I dude, I'm so ready, but I do want to say how Nani just dropped that heavy. I, I real need that, heavy. I need so that, heavy. I need that shit in a commercial <laughs> so bad. That, that shit heavy. I just, I just need it. It fucking ugh, injects life into my veins. Oh, he's got the grunt in there too. Oh, heavy. <laughs> real heavy. heavy. <laughs> you know what? You, know you know the song. You know it. Oh, I used to bake that shit uh, when I had subwoofers in my car. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus, we're getting on a tangent here, um, guys. We we do got to get to the preview of this final oh, game. Okay, sorry. We don't have too much longer with George here, though. Um, so, last thing though, I think Buzz plugged it right before we got to, we got on the beer questions. Uh, George, um, just one final one though. Uh, let them know where to find your work. And then obviously, we will always share it from OnTap Sportsnet and Socks on Tap. So if you follow us there, both on Twitter, and Instagram, um, only the main OnTap Sportsnet on Instagram, Socks on Tap on Twitter though. Um, we'll share it from there. But we'll let the listeners know one last time. They know where to find you if they want custom kicks or if they want to see any of the cool shit that you've done for White Sox players. Please do. Yeah, you want any custom kicks, you can hit me up in the messages. It's at Summer of Kicks with one M on both Twitter and Instagram. Just 
hit the message. If you want any shoes, I'll do any pair. Do whatever you want on them. Send them my way, and I'll uh, freshen them up a little bit for you. All right, excellent. All right, that does it for the question section here. Plus, we got to get into this final game of the series preview. It will be Thursday, September 24th, 5, 10 p.m. Central time start again um, in Cleveland against the Indians. Dallas Keuchel, number two, taking the mound against Zach Plesek for the Indians. Keuchel, 6-2, and 2.04 ERA, 39 strikeouts on the season. Plesek, 4-2, and 1.85 ERA, uh, 50 Ks on the year so far. So, Gentlemen, what are we expecting from tomorrow night's game? Uh, can the White Sox rebound and salvage this and not get swept here? I'll start with Summer of George. Yes, Sox win. Perfect. That's Sox win, baby. They win. Sox, yeah. Sox win. I, I, I think they come out firing. I think when they got back in that locker room and Jose finally walked back in, I think somebody got an earful or somebody gave some kind of speech. I anticipate it was of a movie-esque, you know, Miracle on Ice movie intermission speech that Jose Abreu gave. And that's what I'm going with. I can totally see it, given the quotes that he gave today. But, Buzz, let's hear your thoughts. Just win, baby. You have to. You know Dallas Keuchel's going to give you a good outing. There we go. Dallas Keuchel's going to give you a good outing. We both know that. All of us here know that, that Dallas Keuchel's going to give you a good outing. Offense needs to pick it up. Just win. It's time to win. Just win. That, that's all I got, man. You know, we can't after after these yeah. last few games. That's all we can say. Just win. Yep, I, I love it. Now I'm totally on board with you guys there. I'll go one step further on the starting pitcher here, though. And obviously, we heard the comments way earlier in the season after the loss against Detroit in the game that he pitched. But Dallas Keuchel, my playoff number one. And he won't be the playoff number one, but my playoff number one is Dallas Keuchel. And if there's anyone to get right this ship, get the shit back on track, it is him. Not only through what he does on the mound, physically pitching and striking out or just getting out Indians batters, through what he will convey message-wise to the rest of the clubhouse. Don't get me wrong. I love Lucas Giolito. I love the shutouts. I love the or the strikeouts. I love the fucking changeup that looks like the fastball coming out of the hand and he strikes out 12 batters a game. Totally get that, and I understand why he'll be the number one. But you're talking a mentality. Let's fucking win. Let's, you know, nail the shit down. Let's get our shit together and do it right now. There's no better guy than Dallas Keuchel, and obviously there's going to be more conviction when he's pitching. So I think you will see a lot more life because Dallas Keuchel is the ringleader of that tomorrow. That's mine. That's well, that's my analysis of it. Let's go pick the click here before we end this stuff off. Who's uh, George? You're the guest. You're one of us, but you're the guest because you've been in Texas lately. Who's your pick to click tomorrow? <sighs> My pick to click is going to be Luis Robert. Nice. I picked him tonight, George. I, I think he's going to get back on hey, track as well. Buzz, while George said that, you know, I think Tony had mentioned to you on the show with Dave on Monday night that you haven't rolled the R in forever. Maybe. Maybe, just maybe, you know, usually we do that yeah, in reaction to something thought. that he does. Maybe That's a good thought. he has not done it because we haven't rolled the R in a while, so let's hear it, Buzz. Luis Robert. That was two. Ooh, you got the double two, one in there. That was two in the that same last double name. R roll. That was nice. I'm going to add another one. Luis Robert. High-pitched, hot. I love it. So we need to do that. That's going to get Luis Robert back on track. But Buzz, uh, what's your pick? 
Uh, my pick, pick tomorrow is going to be Yuan Mankata. He hit that triple tonight. He looked very happy after he did it. It looks like he's putting the barrel on the ball. He's hitting the ball hard. If you remember the first inning tonight, I thought he hit one. I thought he got it. I did. I thought he got it at first. So did he. Yeah. Um, according to that yeah, backdrop that he had. Yep. But he's starting to put the barrel on the ball again. He's starting to find his timing. I'm going Yoan Mikata tomorrow night. He's going to hit a fucking long ball. All right. And, Gentlemen, yeah. we're, we're we're going fucking full swag team here. You, you know, George had Robert. You had Mankata. Guess what shirt I got on? What what are what are bat flips, Buzz? They're cool and tough, bro. Bat They're cool and tough. Cool and tough. You saw Tim TA, Anderson baby. last. I know he he had a little bit, you know, quieter game tonight. But last night, obviously, he got ejected. He was, you know, all up trying to defend his guys when Luis Robert got called out late in the game, and then uh, also he was really upset with himself after he threw away the ball. Obviously, it didn't you know end up in disaster, but he was upset with himself uh, throwing away a routine ball that he should have made the play on. So uh, I'm going with Tim Anderson, swag leader here. He is hitting 333 against Zach Plesac. Uh, in nine at bats, he does have a home run. So, uh, Tim Anderson, Yoan Mankata, Luis Robert, there's no better swag team in the league. Fucking fight me if you think otherwise. That's it. That is all I've got for tomorrow's preview, Buzz. George, you got was... any final words? No, I love it. I like the swag team. I think we got a solid amount of swag and those picks to clicks. And uh, I'm ready to win tomorrow and get back on track. Win and sweep the Cubs and let's get into the playoffs. Fuck yeah. Absolutely, that's some swag surfing shit. It's a no-bitch zone. No-bitch zone. Swag surfing on the no-bitch zone. I dig it. Everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at SocksOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. And anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So be sure you're giving us a five-star rating and review. We'll be back tomorrow night with the conclusion of the White Sox Indian Series. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. Forever. Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at MidwestVintageCards.com to get your quote today.